0: Hello there, everybody. Brother Dave here. Welcome back to the Lord's King's Podcast with Brother David James Jardine Jr. Truly appreciate it. I know it's been a while, but I was hoping to give everyone some time to get caught up on some of the episodes and segments from the very beginning. And uh, I just want to take this opportunity to thank everyone for listening and uh, spreading the word that uh, we are speaking some positive uh, messages on the Lost Kings podcast. You know, Lost Kings is very dear to me. It's a spinoff of a book that I'm working on. I'm almost finished. I'm going to be so excited to read some of the uh, piece of it, just to uh, get everyone a little interested in in more of the details about it. But we're not going to go into that right now. But I, I just want to thank my listeners and supporters so much it's been an amazing goal so far thank you for helping and thank you for listening you know I gotta mention that uh we just crossed 300 over 350 played and we started in March so it's been you know it's been a few months but it's been great we truly appreciate it you know I just honest to God I can't thank you enough and I have a couple of announcements to, to speak on concerning uh, the efforts that people have been putting in as far as helping and support and, and those who have just been listening and, and telling someone else to listen you know we re- truly appreciate it and um, I want to say something we have some new listeners and it was really exciting when I was going over the analytics of the the podcast and to notice that we now have a viewer or some a few viewers in Ireland that are listening to us so if you happen to be listening now to this uh, episode Ireland thank you so very much for listening I hope that um, that is being a blessing to you and I hope that you could reach out and, and give us a little message of what you think and and again, we thank you so much for all the way out in Ireland and also in the UK. We have listeners now listening to the Lost Kings podcast. If you would have talked to me a year ago that I was going to be doing a podcast and reaching out to people all across America and now to UK and Ireland, I would have said you're kidding. And there's no way. But, you know, God has a way of working all things out. For the good, for those who love the Lord, and God knows I love Him. So my my hope and prayers to continue to reach out and and uh, spread the message of the gospel, and hope to with my stories and things in my life that happen and how God has uh, um, blessed me. I, I hope to be a blessing to others. You know, let me start by the script. I have a script scripture today. It's out of. Uh, Lamentations 3, verse 22 and verse 23. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, period, because his compassions fail us not. They are new every morning. Great is Thy faithfulness. I love that scripture. It's very powerful scripture. You know this scripture. It's a reminder to the believers of God's of how God's faithfulness and His unfailing love is never ending. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna tell you. Yesterday, it was Sunday. uh, We listened to our pastor's uh, sermon. (laughs) What an experience! The word was so powerful. And, um, you know, it's amazing because every time I listen to him, Pastor Dave Crosby Jr., every time I listen to him preach or teach, Dr. Crosby never fails. He always brings points that you might not have never thought of. And I'm speaking personally because that's where it happens with me. A matter of fact, I mean, just to to speak about um, Dr. Crosby... I remember it was probably about 15 years ago, maybe 14, 14 or 15 years ago. And we went to it was the high school. My daughter was we was you know we moved out into the Poconos, and I was determined to find a church home, and you know taking my family to one church to another church, some nice churches, great little messages, but something just didn't click with me to say that this is where I want to start my roots and grow my roots with my family in the Lord. So my daughter at the time is in high school, and she's like, Dad, they, they say that they have a really good church in the high school. I was like, in school? No, I don't think so. I was determined to not believe that that was the case. So we went to a couple of other churches and enjoyed the churches and everything. But it was that one time I was like, I feel like I'm running out of churches. I mean, I don't, I don't see... You know, where we need to be, where we're supposed to be. I need something strong that's going to teach me, lead me, and guide me. So my daughter, once again, dad, they have a church in high school. I said, okay, well, we don't have no plans to go nowhere else. So let's go to the high school. Let's go see how it is. From that day, we sat all the way up in the balcony of the high school. And it was interesting that I was sitting there in high school in the auditorium listening to someone preach and talking about the word of God and I tell you what it was like he was talking directly to me and I was like this man doesn't know me he doesn't know me from a can of paint but everything that he was saying what I was going through at that time in my life because at at that time I was I was nearing the end I guess of my my drug use and my you know all my antics of, of trying to hold on to the world and moving out this way and taking my family was a sign of like a rescue like for God to take me to the hills and and, and rescue me and and you know it's amazing because that's what he did and from that from that day 14 years ago I've never never been to another church I mean I have been to other churches because my daughter would sing in different churches but but um uh, pastor Dr. Dave Crosby Jr. that's my pastor that's my brother I love that man I love his family so you know now I'm just mentioning that because (laughs) (music) the message was on meekness now I'm sure many people heard messages on meekness, and he's taken, he started his, uh, his text out of Matthew's uh, chapter 5, verse 5 The meek shall inherit the earth. Now, honestly, <clears throat> that's one of those parts of the Bible that I never really fully understood as far as the meek, because I, w- I always looked at the meek as weak, you know, timid shy bashful you know there's so many words that i could think of to express what i what i thought the word meek m-e-e-k meant you know (laughs) my brother brought it home in such a way and and taught it in such a way i'm going to tell you if you get an opportunity go to toby hannah community church online and 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 listen to october 18th's message because it was it was amazing, but I just want to point out one or two things that I got from that. I'm not gonna, you know, try to re-preach what he taught, but I just want to mention uh, one or two points that that was uh, very powerful to me. Okay, one is that meekness is not weakness. Meekness is not weakness. Okay. Then he says, meekness is strength under control. Meekness is strength under control. Now, if you would just say that to me, I probably would not fully understand where he's coming from. But what he did, he spoke about his his niece, his brother's daughter. I think she's probably around 15, maybe. And she's an equestrian. Uh, I believe that's how you say it. But she's a, she's a professional horse rider. And you know, the type of horsing that you usually see like in, in the UK come to think of it, things like that. I think that's where it started back then. But the thing about it is the rider and the horse have to be in sync. Now you're looking at a 14 or 1500 pound animal and it has to be tamed. So the strength that it has, it has to be tamed and once that strength is tamed and now you have the this young rider and they the horse and the rider are in sync it's like when you see them ride it was like a it was almost like a horse ballet you know the way they walked, the where the horse trots and walks, and when she stops and kind of do a quick little little bow, or, and then you know move to the next movements. Not, not, I'm not just talking about the jumping over things. This is just the horse galloping, walking, and the way that it moves, and the, the way it was tamed. And it, it, this big, gigantic, beautiful animal, it just looks so meek. But you know it's not. And then he showed another clip where the horse and the rider was not in sync. And honestly, it was scary. And his brother was the one videotaping it. And you can hear his anxiety of his baby girl on this 1400 pound beast that could just throw her and snap her neck in in a second. So when you look, you kind of feel an anxiety. Oh, God, because you can see the horse rearing. You can see him slapping his head around and like, I don't want to go to the left. You want to go to the left. I don't want to go to the right. I want to go this way. You want to stop? I want to go. I mean, it was, and she, you can see her just still trying to work with the horse. So then he explained the part of, I always knew that the horses have in their mouths bits. It's a metal piece and he actually had it on stage. He showed it and showed what it looked like. And. It's just amazing. And we've got this big metal piece in the horse's mouth. But once the bit is resting on top of the tongue, it's comfortable. But the horse has this instinct to spit that bit out of its mouth. And it's like it's trying to get it underneath his tongue so he can spit it out. So he had this, you know, connection of how the horse and how he trained the horse and how this and... And then he's flipped it to the human being, to us. We are, you know, we are like that. You know, God is trying to to lead us and to guide us, but we want to spit the bit. We, I don't want to go that way. I don't want, I want to do it my way. So it, it was intense. I mean, it was a beautiful way to, uh, to break down the word of God for, for layman's, people that, that don't know. Like myself, I thought I knew. And now there's a scripture. I just want to read the scripture real quick. Let me see if I can find that. I know I had it here somewhere. Here it is, James. James chapter 3, verse 5 uh, through 12. I'm not going to read that whole thing, but if you read it, it's going to say, it's going to speak like this. It says, a small bit in the mouth of a horse controls the whole horse. Now, I already knew that. You know, I've I've heard those sermons and I probably talked on those sermons myself back in the day. But that was just talking about how the bit controls the horse to make the horse go to the left or to the right or to pull back or to go or speed, you know. Okay. But to spit the bit, that's a, a uh, that's a term I never heard of before. So the way he broke that down in, in uh, layman's terms to understand the connection between the rider and the horse and the fact of that bit sitting comfortable with the horse it it, it was to another level so Pastor Dave, brother, thank you once again I, you know, I know, I'm, I'm not sure if you really listen to the podcast, but if you do you know, I just want to thank you once again you know, I know we in contact with each other, we text back and forth and you know, like I said, you know, I love you I love your family and and uh, just what you're doing is amazing. And from the 15 years that I've known you and the, the growth that God has taken you in the church it's just amazing. Some people are negative on a church because it's gotten so big, but it's gotten so big because you are doing it the right way. You are fully, fully surrendered to the Lord. And, and we thank you, Pastor. We truly thank you. So, OK, just wanted to go there. And um, so, OK. You know, if you get an opportunity, check out Pastor Dave because his 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 uh way of breaking down he truly is a doctor wow. in his in this craft of, of loving of loving God. So you know, but speaking of our church, there's something else I want to mention because they doing some amazing things. I'm talking about there's some um, uh they they do things across the world, across the globe. You know, whether it's um, digging wells in guatemala or you know and doing something helping building uh huge kitchens in haiti or you know there's a outreach and i love it but we did something here we always concerned about doing something in the poconos because it's like we wanted to save these mountains and i'm 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 very blessed to be a part of that and and i also uh want to be able to help reach out and i know i do because that's my tithes go to helping that so very we are very grateful to be able to uh, be a blessing to the church because the church and the Lord is a blessing to us. But Pastor Dave and his wife Becca, they they did a a food drive, you know, because the food pantries out here were bare, or at least the one out here was. You know, people were needing food, and you know everybody knows how it was with the food lines with the COVID and it's just it's just unbelievable how um, how when you see this and you see some people at us uh, starving and, and really no jobs and we're not going to go into that cuz i'm not going to i'm really trying my best not to speak political so forgive me those of you all who had slowed up on listening because i talk too much political okay i'll tell you what there's 15 days to vote and that's all i'm going to say about it and hopefully everybody votes and that and that things work out the way that it's supposed to but we did a the church uh, community church. We did a food drive a couple of weeks ago, and the play was the pastor and the, his wife. They had the grocery bags, asking to take a bag and fill up a bag, and then we're going to turn it into the pantry so you know you figure what's a a, i figure a bag of groceries a good bag of groceries maybe thirty dollars you know you could find some good stuff and they were taking uh fresh fruits fresh vegetables and my wife and i we we go to a place that's um uh in allentown that we buy uh our fresh produce and it's, it's a wonderful mexican um place it's called the uh what is it produce I forget what it I forget the name sorry but um well we go there and that's where we shop and get our vegetables so we figured we go spend some good money and get some stuff and then I remember I said wait I got the podcast and I have supporters that are putting money to the podcast I said so how about whatever we spend as a family we'll have the podcast match it so that's what we did so I just want you to know those of you who have uh, been supporting us and listening It's, hard to, it's emotional. I'm sorry. It really is emotional because you didn't ha- you wouldn't have no idea that so many people in our church that would reach out and help and bagging groceries and then they had a the big uh, day, it was a couple weeks, weekends ago, and it was outside and getting the groceries, you see all these groceries out there. The church raised 7.5 tons of groceries. Tons! tons of groceries. Yeah. Yeah. That's something to say wow to. You know, and and I'm just happy and proud to say that, you know, I would never really normally say, well, we gave a, a couple of bags or we did something," But the fact that I used some of the proceeds from the podcast, it was it was an extra wonderful feeling. You know, so thank you again to all you who are supporting and I know sometimes it might not look like I'm putting out a show like every week or every other week things happen but I promise you we're going to keep going we are not planning on stopping and to come off of that my wife and I my wife and I went to uh, Baltimore we took a you know husband and wife a little break and a lot of social distancing the mass and and uh, it was wonderful. We had a nice time, you know, but there was something that we've seen out there because we had went and eat, eaten at this restaurant called Mo's out in, a uh, know, in a in, in harbor. Again, great social distancing. It was wonderful the way they, where they the way they uh, allow people to eat and keep this safe distance. It was just wonderful. So I was very blessed. For that well my wife and I we, we ate and we had crab legs and shrimps and um, all kind of wonderful seafood delights we didn't know the the uh, portions were gonna be so large so anyway when we leaving we had it all packed up and it was like oh you can take it back to your hotel and eat it but we didn't realize that the hotel that we had didn't even have a microwave didn't we didn't realize it didn't have a refrigerator as we found out it did hidden away later but but the thing about it was, all that food that we had left, we told him, please, just pack it up real nice. And my wife and I, we both said to each other, we'll give it to one of the homeless people out there, because it was such a beautiful place, but there was so many homeless people, and it's just heartbreaking. you know. So we and walk walking back to our hotel. It was a nice little walk, because that was the plan. We wanted to walk so we could get our exercise and enjoy the uh, scenery and everything. And, And the first, uh, gentleman that we came across, it's an older man. He he maybe been, maybe was 70, maybe 71, 72, something like that. And could even been a little older, real frail man. And, um, so I asked him, I said, excuse me, sir, did you, uh, eat today? And he was kind of startled, like as if that he, no one had, no one speaks to him. So he was startled. Then I was asking him anything. And humbly, he said, "No, he didn't." Now this is—we're going back to the hotel. It's probably about 30, 6 o'clock at night, and he hadn't eaten not one meal. So we gave him—we gave him what we had, and it—you know—it touched my wife and I. It touched our heart. And you know, we made a little joke because you know we had crab We had a lot of crab legs in there too. And I was like, "How's he gonna open those crab crab legs?" He probably used that one tooth he got, but he's going to open it. He's going to get that meat out of there. But, you know, God bless his soul. And, you know, then I was thinking about it this Sunday, you know, after the church experience. You know, my wife and I, we still watch online. My daughters are home and, you know, we put on TV and we turn it up. So, Pastor, if you are listening, know that we are listening and watching and praising God right along with you. You know, I have a pre existing condition. My daughter also, we both have asthma extremely bad so we can't take any chances of you know like I said you know I want to go to the church I miss everyone I want, when I see people I want to hug them and I can't, we can't take that chance right now so we're staying home but but um so anyway after the church you know I was thinking it was like that man might have been an angel who am have said say that he was an old man he could have been a beautiful angel just sitting there all day waiting to see who was gonna offer him something So it was a blessing to me to know that we was able to reach out and help someone, whether they were angel or not. And now we, you know, the the new announcement that I I wanted to mention was the fact that we are actually planning on using proceeds from, from this podcast to feed the homeless. So, you know, if you haven't uh, decided to, to actually be a part of of the the podcast as far as uh, supporting us financially know that if you do we will be using the monies to help feed the homeless and and whatever way god leads me to to do to help people so on that note i'm going to we're going to take a quick break and uh when we get back we're going to uh talk a few more minutes i have uh, a story a, a a dream that i had about 30 years ago that god uh, brought to my uh, memory uh the other night and I believe it's important that I mention this and a few things that I want to talk about on the other end of this break. Be right back. Welcome back and thanks again. You know we truly appreciate you for listening. So before we go any further <clears throat> I really would like to uh, say a short prayer to give thanks and to pray for those who are in need. So if you would bow your heads with me. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you, O Lord, for waking us up to see another day. Thank you for your protections that you have uh, given us and watching over us. Thank you for your many blessings for so many people coming out and supporting the church and and, uh, helping those who are in in need of food and being blessed to be able to raise 7.5 tons. It was such a blessing. And and because of this, I want to do more, oh Lord. So thank you for putting that on our hearts to want to do more and to help others who are in need. And I pray for those who are in need at this moment, God, because so many people are in need of jobs and of food and, uh, so many different things. And, you know, so much sadness is going on in the homes and so much things going on around the world. And, you know, we just thank you heavenly father for watching over us. I don't care what no one says. I know that you have all things in control, no matter what it looks like or what we may think. We truly thank you for your protections and mercies and grace Heavenly Father, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart will be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Truly we thank you, we praise your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, now you know, I got a quick note that I just wanted to mention. I don't want to go without mentioning this here. We please God when we respond in faith to what He says or reveals. On the other hand, we displease Him when we respond in unbelief. This will be backed up in, from Hebrews 11:6. Uh, "Now without faith it is impossible to please God, since the one who draws near to Him must believe that He, he is and exists, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. You know, belief, trust me, it, it works out so much better when you do. You know, you know. I was reading something in my my writings for my book, and I'm so excited. I'm gonna tell you what uh, the next podcast. Look for it because I will be reading. Uh, some ep, ep, excerpts, forgive me, of the book to give an understanding of what the book means. Now, the podcast is named The Lost Kings, right? But the book is called A Lost King. And it's, it's intense. And I mean, it's, I'm talking about it goes, it starts in the early 1500s. And it goes way beyond now. So it's an amazing, it's an amazing read. And I'm so excited to be so near the end and so excited to be getting ready to reveal it to everyone. So look forward to A Lost King by David James Jardine Jr. <laughs> Thank you. So now I mentioned that I wanted to tell a story or uh, tell about the dream that I had. And it's amazing, you know, there's so many dreams that God had blessed me with over decades. And thank God I was, I listened enough to start writing things down because you know how it is when you have a dream and you forget, you forget the dream and you try to tell someone about it and you little pieces and then you, you know, you might as well forget it because if you can't remember it, what's the sense of even talking about it? But I wrote my dreams down, so. And in this one, I actually haven't seen it written down anywhere, but it was so powerful that it was, it was written down in my heart by God. So let me just set it up. This was just about 30 years ago. The reason why I know that is my oldest baby or daughter is going to be 30 years old Christmas Eve. And I didn't get to see her until like January 8th because her, uh, biological mother decided to one, take a trip to New York by bus from Tulsa, Oklahoma to New York when she was like eight months pregnant or whatever. And I, I try to, you know, plead with her not to do that, but she did it anyway. She felt she had to go see her mother. Okay. So now she was on her way back. And this was right before Christmas because our daughter was born uh, Christmas Eve. And so this, she was in the middle of uh, Pennsylvania, I think in uh, the name of that town. Um, It's a town in Pennsylvania that's a very small town. And uh, anyway, she was born there and they wouldn't let her leave until after uh, several, six, seven days before she would, um, so she was willing to travel back on the bus, come back to Oklahoma where I was. And, uh, you know, by the time she got there and I had my daughter and I I tell you what, I was one of those dads that clinged to the baby because the mom was going through postpartum depression, didn't want to really have nothing to do with her at the time. And I loved every moment of it. She was a colicky baby, but I stayed up with her, singing to her and praying with her and just blessing God that she was there. But anyway, one night after the baby went to sleep, I went to sleep. Now, where I lived, we had this apartment that I got in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Sheridan Road and beautiful area, fully furnished, little fireplace in there. And they had a courtyard in the back where the bedroom window, your headboard was just about the window was pretty much the window. So when you get up and you look out the window, you can see all the beautiful trees and you can hear the beautiful birds and you see the squirrels and it was just beautiful. And I went to sleep and I started dreaming. The dream started out on my old block that I spoke about 59th street where a, from the episode of the bird of the window, the bird on the window was on that block. And so my dream was, I'm walking down the block, such a beautiful neighborhood. Always, I always thought it was a beautiful neighborhood, peaceful. Get to the corner, cross the street. There's always a bus stop right over there. So I was like, All right. see, everything's so peaceful. Let me see, get on take a bus ride ride around and sit you know brooklyn a little bit or whatever so the strangest thing when the bus pulls up it was a regular guy didn't have a uniform on and and he pulls up regular city bus and puts it in park and he gets out he's like all right i'm I'm good that's where i'm going so it was set up as if if you want to ride, you get in the bus and you drive to your stop, and whoever takes it from there will take it from there, and as long as you stay on the route, I guess. But you know, I just rode up the block. I mean, I just went to the next bus stop because I just thought it was so weird. I was like, "Hey, I'm riding the bus," you know. So I was like, "Wow, this is really weird." And of course, I'm dreaming, and I'm not thinking it's a dream. I mean, it's just, everything was just fine. So when I get off at the next stop, and it was at my high school till then and we had this really long wall along the whole block and when we used to play handball on the wall and i remember learning how to ride unicycle on that wall so everything was the same normal in the dream but there was something different about when you get off the bus at the wall the, this normally is an entrance where like when we had football games you know we would go through this big gate right there and they would, you know, take your tickets and things like that. So that was closed off. It was no longer a gate. It was closed off. It was cemented off. So that was a little different. I was like, oh, that's weird. And then I noticed it was like a, like a teller window in the wall. You know, I, there was someone behind the wall at a, in a, like a small teller and a few people were lined up on online at this teller. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm, I'm going to get on the line too. What's going on over here? So I asked one of the people, what's going on? I said, oh yeah, well, this is where you get some money. So I'm thinking, oh, okay, you know, so you go up to this teller and you ask you to have some money and they give you money or whatever. So I'm staying on the line. This is where the dream took a dramatic change. And I want you to really listen to this because it was was very, very powerful and um, emotional because the end of the dream, the outcome of what what uh, happened it stuck with me for the rest of my life. So, like I said, it was it was like written on my heart and my mind. So I would never forget it. So I want to try to be able to put this part of the dream to where you can see it the way I seen it. That's gonna be hard to do, but I'm gonna. It's not long. It's a very short part from this point. But I, I want to try to bring you in to to see what I see. So we're on this line, waiting for money. Well, we're And from the right side, I felt this, or we all felt this heat, like this all of a sudden got really hot or, you know, really uncomfortable heat coming from our right. So I kind of look and I noticed this fire in the distance. It was, it was, it was, it was like... Fire like a tornado of fire in the sky. And it was way far down, but it was far close enough that I could see that it was a fire like tornado. So my military mind, my first thought was it was a nuclear explosion. So I screamed to the people that were on the line, it's nuclear explosion. Turn away. And my thing was, cause in the military they teach you if it's a nuclear explosion, you can possibly survive it if you if you're further enough away and if you dive and put your face down into the ground and cover your head and cover your face. Because the heat will go over you and now you might lose your skin or you know, your back. And but anyway, this is part of training that they told us. So I'm gonna scream to the people, Turn away, it's a nuclear explosion. And then it was really nothing. You could still feel the heat. So then I kinda looked up from my my head was down on the ground and like my arms were folded and I was trying to cover my head. So I kind of looked up, picked my head up and looked to the side and the tornado was closer, but it was more on a different angle. It was, it was more like the base of the tornado was further away. And the higher, the, the fatter part of the tornado was stretching across the sky over us or before us. But it It looked like it was about to come over us. So as I'm looking at this fiery tornado blazing, I'm like, what the heck is this? Then I look up further into the sky, and you know how you can see the moon in the daytime? You can see see the moon clear in the day. I seen the moon, because it was a beautiful, bright, sunny day. I seen the moon, and then I seen that top of that tornado come across the moon and the moon just turned black and, and just turned to like ashes and just like fell, fell out the sky and then I seen I might have seen this first I, it was an airplane first and the heat the fire hit the airplane and it just disintegrated and then then it hit the moon and the moon disintegrated turned like to ashes and just like just fill out the sky and immediately I screamed to the people Emotional. Forgive me. I screamed to the people. It's not a nuclear explosion. It's Jesus. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Repent. 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 And in an instant, I woke up. You talking about somebody scared? I thought the end of the world had came, and I jumped up to the to the to the window and open the curtains and look, and frantic looking, because I want to see those birds. I want to see the green. I want to see the trees. I want to see the squirrels. I want to hear some noise. And I did. So I woke up. That was my dream. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Repent, repent. I'm sorry. I know that's, uh, that's pretty intense. I, I haven't really told that story. I don't believe I, I'm sure I didn't tell it on this episode, on this uh, podcast, but God put it on my heart that it was so important for me to tell that dream. And I have another dream too, but I'm not going to tell that one now. We're going to, you know, give some time. We'll speak on that one. But, you know, if that dream touched your heart or if it made uh, anything happen different to you, if you can imagine how it was for me. You know, I just hope and pray that you heal, yield to that. Just like I did, you know, things didn't happen, change over overnight because let me tell you, you heard some of my horrific stories. This dream happened when my daughter was just born. If you remember, I told you stories of when I started to deal drugs and and became like a little gangster. And my daughter was two two and a half going on three and sent my daughter to live with my, my sister. So, you know, I, I'm, I say that to, to say that, you know, you can go through an, a, a traumatic experience that God has called you or shown you something or has moved on your heart that for everyone that any, that that happens to, that does not mean that from that point you will never do nothing wrong again but thank god he died for our sins. All sins, our our past sins, our future sins and our present sins. He died for those. So, you know, thank God for for sending his son and thank thank the Lord for dying for us. As uh, you know, without him, I don't know where I would be right now. So, you know, that was my dream that that was so important. I believe that it was so important that um that I tell that because You know, God laid on my heart very strong and I hadn't thought about that dream in a long time. So I'm really glad to be able to tell that one. And, um, you know, here's one more note after that. To respond in faith to God's revelations means to accept it. To respond in unbelief is to reject it. So it's up to us whether we're going to accept it or reject it. But it's not going to stop God from loving us. That's for sure. So let us receive, believe, and respond to the Lord and his word. And I really hope that I am able to articulate a message of his word to help someone to get closer to him. And those who are feel like they're doing really well to even get even closer to the Lord. You know, so listen, remember this 15 days left to the November 3rd elections. Please make a plan, do what you have to do, vote. It's so important for our lives. So thank you everyone once again for being a part of the Lost Kings podcast with David James Jardine Jr. Truly looking forward to speaking to you on the next recording because I'm really looking forward to reading a little bit of our my book, A Lost King. God bless you. Thank you so much once again. And remember, we're going to be using the proceeds from this podcast to help feed the homeless and also to help pantries. So God bless you and thanks again for your help. Everyone, have a wonderful, wonderful week. Love you all. God bless.